Hi, on episode 34 of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about DRC's trash technical support. Josh bores us about pen testing. Donatello tells us about his malware attack, and then we kick him out because he likes pineapple on his pizza. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk with Chris, Josh, and Corey. What's up, fellas? And we have also a special guest. We'll introduce him in a minute, uh, but let's start with Chris and Corey real quick. What's going on, fellas? What's up? It's been a wild week, has it not? I I seriously, I like I always, I knew it was Thursday, but it didn't click to like two o'clock that like, oh, it really is Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Like, for some reason, it felt like Wednesday or something all day. Thank God. And I realized, I was like, oh, my God, it's Friday tomorrow. Thank God it's Friday tomorrow. Chris, you want to talk about uh, somethingcool.com real quick? You said you had that ruckus report. Yes. Yeah, so I've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, Jeremy at Something Cool um, talked me into filling out a one-page sheet uh, with ruckus. It was like this ruckus funding support program. I don't use any ruckus products in my district uh, for transparency's sake. Uh, but I have checked them out from time to time. We did that review uh, of a ruckus wireless access point a couple of episodes back too. So anyways, I filled out that one page sheet. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, took uh, several days, but finally heard back from Jeremy. Uh, and he sent me a, it was like a 72 page report uh, from ruckus. And it's with like this, like Grant's office as well. Uh, but they put together uh, basically this super long list of grants and uh, funding that is available to my district uh, in particular. Uh, And then there was a follow-up phone call with them with Jeremy on the line, somebody from Ruckus uh, and somebody from that grants office. And they just, it was a 30 minute uh, phone call, but they went over that document uh, and asked me if I had any questions. Uh, Supposedly if I'm interested in any of those things, but I don't know how to write them, they have, someone that can help me write them, that kind of stuff. It was easy to do, easy to, uh, you know, go through that phone call as well. And there was no, like, I kept expecting Ruckus to try to sell me Ruckus. Yeah, that's right. Not, exactly. That's not really what this is. It, it's wanting, obviously, they want to get you on the line, build a relationship, show you how to get some money, and then hopefully Ruckus would come up. Like, I understand the game that we're playing. Uh, but it was uh, good information that Grant's person was very knowledgeable uh, they, which we, we, we've talked about this some, they told me in Missouri, this cares money stuff, at, at least in Missouri, all that money that we just got this next round is four times as much. Yeah. And then round three is at least two times as much. Yeah. Uh, which is just insane to even fathom. And, and then for my superintendent to tell me, I don't get any of that money. Oh, that's well. kind of, wow. I think there's right. some hurt, hurt feelings there. Um, Anyways, the funny- Jeremy, let me finish this and you can talk. Oh, Josh. my goodness. Wow. Jeremy Porter, sales at somethingcool.com, one page sheet. Again, this ruckus deal, you should check it out, If especially if you're not like the grant person. All of it is tech-minded uh, grants that you can pursue. Was there anything grant-wise that you didn't already know about that you're eligible for? 
I had heard the name before. Like there's a Perkins grant in Missouri with like your CTE classes and stuff. Uh, that's not one that I had paid attention to. F- I mean, for a couple of years, that's on there. They, they, and even, I don't know if Jeremy fed them this or if they just knew this, but the lady was like the Perkins one in particular, this is one that's good for labs that qualify for this. And then you can also use those computers if you're trying to spin up esports. Oh, like, interesting. Oh, funny. She knew those sentences like that. You know what I mean? What? I mean, we got three hosts of the show. Why would only one of the hosts get asked to fill this out? I've been asked by another vendor to do this same thing. Not a vendor that sponsors this show. No, no, you're right. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no, you're right. Um, it's because on the ruckus episode, you didn't even show. Uh, I was in oh, Florida. Oh, that's right. He was on vacation. Hey, did was my check bigger because of that? Or did Corey get some of that money that he did nothing for? I think he got some. <sighs> We're going to have to adjust that we, in the contract. Um, so making money, Corey, um, I, I think it's worth sharing. You and I are, in, are enjoying some beverages this evening. Um, we get We went against Chris's rule of no alcohol during the podcast a couple episodes ago. And we're breaking that. We're breaking that rule again tonight. I have uh, a finger or so of makers 101 that is extremely tasty. Corey, what do you got? I have more than one finger of <laughs> Buffalo trace. How many, how many have you consumed already? Multiple. I was going to say, he's by looking wobb- at you. He's wobbling. <laughs> he does. He's having a hard time staying upright. I'm going to keep on with my water. So this week was kind of exciting uh, DRC-wise, state testing-wise. Corey, do you want to talk about your hellacious experience that you've had this week? And your awesome, uh, your <laughs> awesome support that you got from DRC? Can we, hey, before Corey gets all nuts can we introduce the guest sure let, let's go ahead and let okay. him talk yeah because he's giving us hand signals and stuff okay uh so we do have a special guest on the show tonight his name is donatello turtles in a half shell we will interview him <laughs> in a minute uh about his uh ransomware experience donatello welcome to the show thank you very much Sorry, you have to uh, experience this uh, right now. So, it's Corey, <laughs> Corey, uh, you want to talk about DRC and your awesome support you got from DRC this week? Um, yeah, so DRC is the the provider in Missouri for map testing the uh, software, and we we're actually actually as of today we're done. So we've been testing for several weeks, not one issue, just going great. Uh, all of a sudden, yesterday, testing coordinator, uh, she actually texted me because it was that big of a deal. She said kids started getting kicked out of tests left and right. Um, so I first, like, I make sure our, our COS server, which is the caching server, was up. And it, it was. It was fine. Uh, and I did my tech due diligence. I looked to make sure, like, the server wasn't choking, blah, 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 blah. Uh, before I called support. Well, anyways, um, in Missouri, there's a statewide uh, technology department email list and several districts had already emailed that list saying anybody experiencing kids getting kicked out of tests, blah, blah, blah. So I, I pretty quickly, I figured out, all right, this is a DRC issue, but I'm going to call support anyways, mainly so I can tell my testing coordinator Hey, you know, I called support and they're saying this, right? right. I mean, and I got the runaround. They asked me like, they asked me to do a speed test. They asked me how many clients I had on an AP. 
They asked me if I could jack the Chromebooks into the network. Um, they asked me to get on the server and tell them like what the CPU, RAM, and network card were running at. And finally, I forget which one they asked me. I said, "Listen, man, I'm not. I'm done going down these rabbit holes." <laughs> and he, like that's what I told him. And he said, "Oh, okay." Uh, and this was tier two. And uh, and they he said, "I said actually." And he asked me like, "Can you give me some state IDs of the kids that are testing?" I said, no, I cannot. Um, and so that was, we had actually stopped testing for the day. And I told the guy, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be able to give you much more info. Uh, they're telling me they've stopped for the day. And he said, okay. He said, well, just try again tomorrow. And then if the, if the Chromebooks don't work, take them into a lab that's plugged in and see if they'll work from there. Oh Thank my you. Gosh. Genius. So, so I actually got no support at all. And then if, it was fine today. Um, a neighboring school district having the exact same issue. They was fine today as well. So of course it was a DRC issue, but they, you know, I even told the guy on the phone, I'm like, listen, honestly, I was calling in for the purpose for you to tell me that there's a DRC outage. Right. Right. Because we knew as a group that there were what multiple schools, six or seven that were, that we knew of that used that list that were having all issues as well. So um, that's unfortunate. And today, how'd it go today? Great. We finished. Uh, we are actually done district wide, except for virtual kids and makeups. Nice. Yeah. We won't finish until late next week. So <clears throat> I got some information this week, um, that we're looking at doing pen testing and vulnerability scans on our external assets. And I found out that since we are a member of MS ISAC, and all K-12 public schools are eligible to join MS ISAC for free, um, we get uh, vulner- vulnerability scans, phishing, and pen testing from CISA and MS ISAC for free. Did, so, did, is that something you signed yourself up for? Yeah. Yeah. MS ISAC, I believe it's msisac.gov. Donatello, if you know of any of this information, feel free to chime <laughs> in because these guys aren't going to help me. Um, I'm going to try and search uh, MS ISAC. So it's cisecurity.org slash MS dash ISAC. And you can sign up. It's um, a multi-state information cybersecurity sharing information service. Um, you'll get daily emails, any threat alerts that come out, any new zero days that come out, you'll get an email alert. Nerdy uh, stuff. Oh, super nerdy stuff. So yeah, Corey. Yeah, these guys are not interested. But it, but but the high and low of it is they do have Let's very. Because our networks are secure. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, so I had a conversation with one of the one of the guys about um you know doing a pen test and he's like yeah we typically schedule those for off hours or weekends because um when we get in and I'm like well you know we we've got a firewall you, you wouldn't really be able to get beyond the firewall right and he goes no we'll we won't stop until we get in. And he said, the reason why we do it after, after hours is because the longer we go, the greater chance we have of knocking something over on our way in. He said, you know, so something may go down. So uh, it, it was pretty interesting conversation. So this is all funded by department of Homeland security. Uh, they're legit certified ethical hackers that are doing this. So it's, it's pretty interesting. MS dash I S A C. Corey, I think we should check this website out before we endorse it. CISecurity.org. I appreciate your support, gentlemen. Josh probably got fished. Um, <clears throat> Chris, do you want to talk about um, Aruba real quick before we get into our interview with Donatello? Uh, so this week, uh, 
neighboring school districts in our area got together. Uh, we do a quarterly, uh, we call it a quarterly tech talk uh, where we hang out. There's uh, probably 20 of us typically in the room and we have an agenda wherever we want. We do a shared Google doc and then we go through the agenda to uh, share information with one another. Uh, and we invited Aruba uh, to hang out with us for that meeting. So we got to hang out with Chris uh, and Aruba, proud sponsors of this podcast. I thought his name was Jerry. You guys. I called him Roger the other day. <laughs> anyway, anyways, he they gave us a recap. It was Chris. PDS was there as well. Provision Data Solutions was there as well. Uh, and then one of the engineers with Aruba. Uh, but to talk about uh, kind of the recap from Atmosphere uh, and all the Aruba Central stuff that's coming out and it being cloud versus there's the on-premise stuff, uh, just all that kind of stuff. Very good. Again, like it's cool in Missouri or in our area. I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to all of them, I guess. But uh, he was very transparent about how pricing structure is changing and what we should look at. Uh, what things are going away and they're not going to be supported uh, down well, the road, but what stuff is coming. And he kind of not danced around this, the issue, but um, availability is an issue. We'll just put that, put it that way. Right, Chris. Right. And Corey can speak to, I mean, I, Corey, you, you've ordered some stuff, right? Yeah. And I, I think we could talk about it. I mean, yeah, it's sure. just like chip, chip shortages are everywhere. This isn't just Aruba yeah. specific, but, uh, uh, well, because even even Chris was saying like, hey, he was very open in the meeting, like, hey, get your orders in as quick as you can, like just get into the queue. Um, he he didn't even he he said he want, didn't even want to mention dates because nobody really knows, not just Aruba, like anybody that said like, oh, you'll get your APs in July. He said that's just a guess. Um, so he said the uh, the 500 series APs are for sure the tightest. Uh, thing well, to order of course um uh switches are they they feel better about switches um and then they feel better about these super super powerful ap's but he said even those and like outdoor ap's they're starting to hit the back ordered status hmm. well that's unfortunate we have a, a the three of us we know a guy um in missouri here that they're getting ready to open a new school and um they don't have access points yet. So it's going to be interesting to see when those access points show up and if they can uh, serve that school. All right, let's get to the meat. <clears throat> oh my gosh, you're pushy tonight. Hey, um, so Aruba, check out Aruba Central if you haven't yet. You can do it in the cloud or on-prem. On-prem is more expensive, but they're working out some details of that. Uh, what else? That CS CX switching, I mean, that seems expensive too, but check that out if, if you're needing some new switches. All right, so I guess we can go ahead and get into the interview with Donatello. Um, so this, maybe maybe it wasn't a good idea to let him drink. First um, question: favorite pizza? Uh, sausage and pineapple. pineapple. Oh my god! What in the heck? You asked. Thanks for coming on, Donatello. <laughs> So uh, I guess we can call this, you're our latest installment of our ransomware series. Um, your, your event, so, okay, let's back up. Give us a little bit of an idea as, as to the size of your district, the kind of staff you have, that kind of stuff. 
um, suburban district of about, oh, 4,500 kids, if we include our career center staff of, um, I think we were at seven at the time. Now oh, we're wow. up to eight and adding a couple of more, uh, supporting uh, one-to-one grade six through 12, and then carts of Chromebooks at the elementary and Windows devices for uh, staff. Wow. So you have eight now and you're adding a couple more? Yes. Yeah. We were lucky Holy enough to get approved. Wow. I'm you ask often enough, you get it. No kidding. Wow. Okay. Um, so one-to-one Chromebooks, what, what about teacher devices and stuff like that? Uh, Windows desktops primarily. We have okay. a few uh, with uh, laptops and we're actually changing that model going into next year to let the teachers be more mobile. Interesting. Uh, off subject, but kind of a lesson learned from COVID. Uh, Chromebooks aren't necessarily what the teachers need or want at yeah. home to uh, execute a lesson. Yep. No, I, I would agree with that statement. You you add a little bit of cost and and some headache there, but but I I agree with that. Right. Um. So take us back. Your your event happened a couple of years ago, didn't it? Uh, late August of nineteen. So okay. yes. Okay. Uh, we were in our fourth day of school. I was uh, trying to get some point of sale devices up and running in the lunchroom. And uh, one of my techs called and said, something's going on. And after he described, oh, for 30 seconds or so, I said, all right, pull the plug, shut it down. <laughs> Whatever damage we can prevent, just stop it. What were the uh, symptoms? What was he describing? Um, encrypted files. Oh, things okay. showing up on desktops, uh, messages, uh, hey, this is encrypted, you know, all that fun, normal stuff that shows up. From all across your district, different buildings, or was it isolated to an area? It was, unfortunately, isolated to one of our file servers, oh, uh, initially anyway. Um, yeah, but we can talk about how they got in and things like yeah, oh, how yeah, we yeah, think yeah. they got in. Yeah. And uh, it kind of makes sense after a while you realize... Uh, where our uh, mess ups were. Okay, so you so you unplug the internet, or you unplug your core uplinks. What what's what are you unplugging yep. first? Um, servers, okay. infected servers that we find. We start shutting them down, um, thinking that hey, we've kind of isolated this. Maybe there won't be much damage. The server uh, that we initially caught wasn't incredibly important, so we were hoping that hey, we've uh, nailed this down, and. Um, so we shut that down and slowly started checking things, uh, fired something back up and it started shooting out all over the network. And we just pulled the plug on the entire district at that point. So oh, we're shutting man. down, uh, as far as technology, we still yeah. kept operating, but any kind of windows devices, uh, we took offline. So fourth day of school. So teachers probably don't know the kids faces yet, as far as, Right. Rosters for classes, yep. schedules. Holy cow. Yeah, we, we had a couple of uh, things that really saved us. Uh, first of all, our student information system is hosted up in the cloud. Okay. So that went untouched. Uh, very thankful for that. Sometimes it's a frustration, but in this case, uh, very glad we had it. And the other thing that saved us um, after the first day is that all teachers have their own Chromebooks. When we first went one-to-one, our decision was teachers need to know what the kids have. Yep. They need to understand so they can teach with it. And uh, we were still in that model. So the teachers had those Chromebooks, uh, which we could operate with. So they could access student information systems and a few critical things 
uh, and keep running as best as we can without the Windows stuff. Sure. So I assume you were able to keep your wireless network up during this? Yes, correct. Correct. Okay. So how, how, uh, how bad did this get and how quick? Um, honestly, if we hadn't been cocky and thought that we had it isolated and fired stuff back up, it wouldn't mm. have been bad. Oh, but man. we thought we had it. Um, Pride you know, Hey, ball. people are clamoring to get to their home drives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, fired up and it started hitting, uh, workstations at that point. Uh, and so by, you know, we first caught it about seven thirty in the morning by about 11 o'clock, we'd shut the entire district down and, um, basically said, do not turn your computer on until it's clear. Oh my I gonna, I, so I was going to say, when you, when yep. you say the entire, you shut the entire district down, like were you unplugging fiber? Uh, no, because we still had the Chromebooks. So we had to keep mm. things connected Good uh, point. out to the buildings. Um, you know, we've got seven buildings across 14 miles of road. So had to keep that up and running. Um, but so you just, do you just tell people don't turn your computer on? Uh, we were a little bit more blunt than that, but yeah, um, <laughs> kind of some threats about, Hey, you turn your computer on, you're going to lose everything. Oh, I get well, and I, I mean, I think you have to be honest. Over. Yeah. You have to yeah. be honest in that situation. And I was amazed at the, uh, cooperation we got from our staff. It Good. was great. Good. Talking so about talking about leaving things up. So you're like your DHCP server, was that a Windows server? Your DNS, was that Windows? Were there some servers that you got to leave up or did you shut? Um, or, or those were high priority that we got cleaned up really, really quick. Um, most things had an IP address, so we were okay. Uh, at that point, using the Chromebooks, it was uh, external DNS, uh, the filtering software, you know, it's a DNS filter. Okay. So, you know, we were okay for the most part in those areas, yeah. Interesting. So that day, I guess, um, did you start rebuilding machines right away? Did you call cyber um, insurance? How, how, what were we actually, steps? uh, worked very closely with our ISP. Uh, you know, you guys in Missouri know we've got a state, I call them an ISP. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name or not, but they were incredibly helpful. Good. Um, on the phone with that, with their security department, uh, I can't say enough about the support they gave us. Uh, granted, they couldn't do a whole lot, but they were on the back end doing the research for us to figure out uh, best practices, best approaches, uh, what can we do to recover, things like that. We did spend um, waste, I guess I would say, quite a bit of time uh, trying to recover some things that just weren't recoverable. Uh, and unfortunately... Uh, and this is a big lesson learned for us. We did not have an offline backup and our backup servers were windows devices. And that backup device got hit with the ransomware and the backup files got encrypted. So um, we were left uh, having uh, many cases to rebuild from scratch, uh, you know, bare metal. So let me ask you this, your, your backup server, you said it was a windows device. Was it a domain joined windows device? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I understand that. And I, and I think, I mean, pretty much logically now people are dictating or people are saying kind of best practice now is leave those critical servers off on their own. Don't, don't join them to the domain right. and, and use very, very unique 
credentials in those devices. Corey, I think you've talked before that your workstation is not even domain joined, right? Correct. Yeah. I remember, and man, this has been forever ago, like 15 years ago or something when tape backups were the thing. Yeah. And I used to just, oh. I, I I hated tape backups, but you know, I, I remember I had this backpack that I would have my tape backups in, but in 2021, besides that tape backups suck, like <laughs> that's a pretty good offline backup. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's literally on my back. Yeah. Take that hacker. Yeah. yeah. We, and we've gone to the idea of, I mean, we're calling it an air gap server where we fire it up once a month, grab everything, shut it back down and disconnect. Is, uh, so at least we have that. We've got some other things in play now. But, domain uh, controller wise or uh, DC and files, both. We oh, grab everything once. Awesome. A month. I think that's like poor man's like that. That's what we started doing too. We call it the doomsday server. Like right. that, when all things have gone terribly wrong, like we've at least done that. So right. whatever, at worst, we're like a month behind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one other thing we did that did save some stuff, I said we wasted time, but we were able to take one of those programs for uh, recovering flash drives. Oh, yeah. Photo rec and run that against the hard drive of one of the servers and recover quite a bit that way as well. Really? Uh, yes. And it wasn't yes. encrypted? It, it went or? through and found... Um, deleted copies and huh. things like that of the files. Uh, we recovered about a server and a half that way. Cool. Which, That's interesting. Uh, so uh, you mentioned the ISP. So, uh, and Josh already asked you, did you ever uh, use the uh, cybersecurity insurance or have a third party beside the ISP help you rebuild and also forensic, try to figure out how they got in? We investigated that pretty seriously. Unfortunately, in shutting down the server, that kind of killed some of the paths to do the research to figure out how it came in. Um, that is one thing our ISP was not happy about. You shouldn't shut it down, just disconnect, just unplug. I, I've read several articles recently that say do not shut down, just yank the network card or the network right. cable out of them. Yeah, which is great on a physical machine, on a VMware, right. you know, a blade server, it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what you're disconnecting. Well, and in, um, in, in VM, you could, you could go into the config and, right. and say disconnect network. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did not realize that until, I don't know, in the last year or so I started reading some things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we did not pursue the cyber insurance. Uh, we looked at it pretty seriously and, uh, the deductible and what was going to be involved. It just wasn't worth it. We did not have a data breach. They did not get any PII. So we didn't have to worry about all of that. And that's where um, a huge part of that cost comes in. Right. So. so how far down the road did you go rebuilding? Like every windows workstation in your environment, did it get rebuilt? No, or? we went with uh, thumb drives to every workstation. Um, it got to be almost a joke. Uh, we went to, or we found some Office Depot little orange stickers like you would use to price a garage sale. And we would scan with the USB drive, make sure it was clean. And when they came in and they had an orange price sticker on their machine, they knew they could use it again. Huh. And so the it. seven or eight of us actually went through in, I think it took us six days 
to hit every machine in the district. Oh my God. Um, now those were 14, 16 hour days. Right. Right. Um, I, I will say I was really, really hacked because I had concert tickets for the night of this when it started. And, uh, <laughs> I still you? have not gotten to see, uh, that act. Who, okay. You got to say who the act was now. Yeah, Donnie, open um, up, Donnie, Josh Ritter. Oh. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Uh, no. Americana. Um, you know, we can, uh, play a theme song here. Well, we probably can't. No, we probably can't. The music. <laughs> but, uh, um, so, okay. Interesting. So how many, how many desktops did you find that were affected? Do you remember? Um, you know, it was about 10%. And honestly, it was pretty obvious if they were hit, uh, you would uh, disconnect, fire them up, and you could tell almost immediately that, you know, there was a splash screen that came up with the little laughing head at you and all that other crap. So, um, you know, it was pretty obvious. We didn't find any that were in process. I'll say that. Hmm. Um, But that also... uh, opened our eyes quite a bit to some labs that have been, uh, I'll say abused Uh, students turned loose and not watched too close. Well, a lot of uh, just malware junk. And so, and of course those were the slowest machines as well. So it would take us forever to go through a a middle school PLTW lab. It was a nightmare there. Um, You don't, and you don't have to mention and probably don't mention your antivirus vendor at the time. Did did it play a role at all? Like did your antivirus on your machines did ever detect anything at all? Or was this, did this bypass it? It found a little bit. Um, a lot of it was bypassed. Um, it spread through the network shares and, uh, you know, we, we just, we just got blindsided. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're that district. Everyone says, Oh no, it won't happen to us. Um, and now it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. Yeah. yeah. And I, that that phrase we the three of us that that's it's not if it's when um and that's frightening honestly it scares me um so let's talk about i guess holes if you will yep when local admins lo- local admins yeah let's start there did, did your no. user oh dang no. okay um Go ahead. Next guess. <laughs> uh, so you said they were sh- moving through the network shares. Um, was it shares like a, on a file server that everyone had write access to? No. Hmm. Corey, you got a guess? I mean, I was going to guess somebody got fished and then they uploaded some sort of infected file or their computer got infected, the drive was mapped, and then it ripped the malware was able to attack the file share was going to be my guess. And, and, you know, I could say that, um, for us, it was actually, um, we had a VPN set up for a third party vendor to maintain some equipment. I remember this story now. Um, and that laptop that that vendor was using got infected. So I guess in a way it was spreading through shares. That's right. Oh my God. (laughs) I remember after I talked to you, Andy, at the conference, I came back and gave our, our vendor of that's not the same product, but that controls that type of equipment. I rode him hard until they, they verified they had AV. We disabled their VPN. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I remember that now. And um, ironically, the uh, user of that computer who works for that vendor at the time lived 
four doors down from me. Oh my gosh. Our kids had played together. Oh Um, my. He fell all over himself for probably six months. Every time he saw me. So he should. So just to recap, yep. Vendor, uh, vendor laptop just had a, a VPN connection. And then just because that his laptop connected VPN, his was infected with malware. And then the malware was traversed the VPN connection. And, right. and well, that VPN. laptop had like a file share. Yeah. Can I, can I kind of say what kind of service it is? Am I sure. going to get, I don't give trouble? a name, but yeah. Right now. Um, HVAC. So our air conditioning controls, heating and air conditioning controls. Yeah. Um, the machine that actually managed it, they wanted on the domain. So they had a windows machine inside our network on the domain that they would VPN into. Yeah. Insane. And that then set things off so that, uh, yeah, we tracked it back to that was the first server that was infected was that HVAC server. Oh, man. So you got me. Did they have any did they have any <laughs> uh, in, like did they know they had this infection happening on their laptop, on their equipment at their office? No, I got to call and tell them yeah, you better I'll, check I'll, that machine because that's where it came from. Well, I was about to bring that up like. How does that conversation go? Because I guess it's quite a bit after the fact that you've found out, okay, this is how they got it. And then, it was, then what do you, do you call them? Like, less than hey, a bro. week, we had it nailed down. Like, I feel like I've been like, hey, you just caused me a lot of heartache. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys work in education. You know no one ever really gets in trouble. I mean, yeah. you really re- – and this is a big screw-up, but, I mean, you really, really, really have to screw up to get – terminated yeah and uh you know that that's kind of how it played out they um they did completely fall all over themselves and apologizing and helping to rebuild and um so i mean it wasn't a pleasant conversation it wasn't a pleasant couple of conversations no i'm sure uh, i got really good at those during those two three four weeks there where uh you know hey we're still trying to recover your home directory you know I I can't say when it's going to be back. Yeah, um, and and, and I, I'm sure at some point your staff has to realize you're doing everything you can. It's not like you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs playing solitaire, and you know it, if it works great, if it doesn't, man, oh well. Right. Um, it you know it could have gone either way. It could have yeah. either gone that um, hey we got a new tech department because the last sure. one sucked. Sure. Or Oh, we're so appreciative for everything that you're doing and uh, very thankful that my district went with the, uh, the second approach there. And, and that brings up an interesting point. I, you know, we hear about these, these events pretty frequent. I'd say frequent at this point. I don't know if I've heard of a district that has canned their IT department after this. Have you guys heard of anyone? I've heard of one. Oh, really? Interesting. Not the entire department, but those responsible for those kinds of supports. Were they able to prove their election or? I think they just made it so uncomfortable. And the district that I'm aware of is pretty um, uh, transient anyway in their tech department. So, Wow. Because, yeah, and I, I think superintendents are getting enough information now. They're hearing about this enough probably at conferences and from cohorts 
that they're finally, they're starting to realize it's not an if, but when type scenario. And it's, it's unfair to, to punish. I, I don't know. That That's just an well, interesting road to walk down. Mm-hmm. And as a tech director, you're not always told yes. I mean, you can all, you always, you know, say, Hey, you know, I, of course I would love a hundred thousand dollar firewall, but no, they're going to give you a $10,000 firewall. So it's like, yeah, you could, you know, you could, you know, build the best castle possibly, but you know, you're allowed to spend what, what you're allowed to spend and you, you do the best job with what you got. And then as things come out or insurance makes different rules, and then that's what pushes a lot of superintendents like, Oh, well, if our insurance is going to go up and they're telling us to do this, you know, Corey, why don't you look into that? So, I mean, you're just not, it's not like you're just always given a free load of money to buy the best of the best either. Yeah. Especially Chris. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was very surprised. Surprised, um, you know. Sometimes you use these things to get better. And uh, I approached at the end of that 1920 school year. I approached our administration and said, "I'd like to add a, a security network security position to the department." Uh, no, we don't need it. Oh my gosh! So it took me two years. We're finally filling that spot. Um, but uh, yeah, it took us two years to get to the point of realizing that uh, uh, we can't go through that again. Wow. I've got three years till retirement. I'm not doing it again. It happens. <laughs> I'm just dropping the keys and walking out the door. Wow. I'm surprised being that fresh that that was the response to that. That's yeah. that's interesting. Okay. So let, let's talk about changes that you've implemented. If changes mm-hmm. that you're, you're comfortable sharing, I don't want you to give away your entire bag. Um, right. So you already said your users did not have local admin rights. Um, Correct. What, what about Windows Firewall? Was it on or off during this? Event? It was off at the time. Okay. So I assume that's been turned on. Uh, Defender, yeah. 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 Okay. We've turned that on. Uh, what else? What else? Low-hanging um, fruit stuff have you done? We we did change antivirus providers. Okay. Uh, especially, um, and we beefed it up on the server or servers. Um you know, we went through and closed off a lot of ports. The other thing that is not popular always with our staff, but at the firewall level, we did uh, blocking by country or oh, uh, sure. region yeah. domain. Yeah. So basically, um, we got it down to only English-speaking countries. Hmm. Uh, that does create a problem every once in a while. Um, but, you know, we had enough records of watching the traffic jump as it left us and IP addresses where it was going and things like that. Uh, we could definitely identify one specific country where this was going. Interesting. Yeah. So um, when you say blocking ports, is that at the firewall level? You started yeah, blocking at the outcome? firewall level, right? Okay. We, we cranked it down quite a bit. Um, you know, over the years, you just do things. You know, oh, I want to open up this port because I need X program or this, you know, uh, Misha is requiring us to use this kind of thing. And we got to do this on the firewall. You kind of forget about what you've done. Yeah. And when you go back and go, oh, 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 uh, last week with Gene, that's how he uh, that's how he got hacked. They opened a RDP server for um, some sort of service. I forget what it was. Intercoms. Yeah. And then like he said, he just forgot. He said during the install, the the company said, Hey, uh, give us RDP to this computer. We'll set up your intercoms remotely. Then he just forgot. And that's how, that's how he was hit. And it's just so easy to, yeah, you're so busy and just like you just open it up or they don't ever tell you they're done. 
Right. Like, you know, you know, and yeah, you right. just forget to close it. What Absolutely. other what other big changes did you make after all this? Um, a lot of user education. Uh, you know, granted, we weren't fished. Yeah. But um, I get messages from staff now constantly. Hey, I just got this. Thought you'd want to know. I didn't open it. Uh, that didn't happen a lot before this. Yeah. Um, are so you, are you fishing your staff now? Not yet with this added position. Uh, that's one of the things we're hoping to do is to have some, uh, uh, campaigns yeah. internally to find out and help educate. Boy, that's, that's fun. Cor, I know Corey and I fish. I think Chris fishes his staff every one a year. Yeah. One a year. Okay. Corey and I do it semi I, this year. I haven't been super regular about it because it's been such a crazy, stupid year. Um, but you know, I know a couple districts that do it once a month and they pick a different email, they send it out. Um, and there's different services out there that'll do like random emails. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's it, you, uh, you find out which users are paying attention. So I had a, I had a question. So you mentioned, uh, your backups. I, I inferred that I guess they were hosed. So did you just yeah. do a lot of building from scratch, like AD, uh, uh any of that stuff? You know, with the internal stuff, um, Active Directory, DNS, DHCP, yes, we we just rebuilt from scratch. Uh, it was it was rough. Basically, we had Donatello, uh, but you could because you're Donatello. Yeah, you can do anything. You're all techie. Um, we had one or two staff in the office rebuilding several staff. The rest of us were well. Yeah, cleaning. you. <laughs> Nice. You're going to work this, aren't you? I, that was bad. No, that well, I was, was super good. That was spot on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, you've got like seven staff members. Yeah, you had a – and then Chris starts getting into karate. So what was the biggest heartache? Like, like I'm thinking like the – I think the biggest heartache for me would be like my group policies because like um, I just have so many of them. Mm-hmm. I will say our biggest need immediately, and I think this is true of most districts, we had to get our financials back up. Mm. That was local. Uh, thankfully, we had some offsite backups, and uh, we, we use one of the very common uh, financial systems in Missouri. Uh, and up until a couple of months ago, they were very generous in allowing us to store and upload backups. Yeah. Nightly. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's gone away. So I've spent the last couple of weeks actually educating people on how to dump those uh services uh those files sorry my wife just came in with the dogs um tell her this is the the noise is just her is her name april sure (laughs) call her whatever you want But uh, yeah, we spent the last couple of weeks teaching people how to encrypt thumb drives using BitLocker and things yeah. like that, and to get those backups offsite. Yeah, interesting. How? So. Yeah, that that was a nice service that they offered, and it, it I it they stopped at about the same time they got attacked too recently. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. You're muted, Donatello. You've oh. got your, there you go. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Sure. Um, <laughs> I know that's what drove that decision uh, oh, okay. because all of their uh, services have changed in support methods and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's been kind of a struggle for them too. Sure. So what was your, what's been your biggest 
Oh, let me ask this: passwords, network passwords for users. Did uh, did you, what was your password policy before and after? Did you change it? Um, we have increased the complexity. Okay, but we still, unfortunately, run on a uh, 180 day cycle. Do you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a hard sell for our staff. They're they struggle with uh, uh, the change, and uh, I think part of it is actually the timing. Because, for instance, right now our passwords are expiring. Oh. Well, two weeks before school gets out, right? I know right. I, they come back in August. I know I changed it, but yeah. I didn't write it down. Yeah. Or I wrote it down and somebody snuck in and threw the uh, post-it note away, which that, I do. That's yeah, um, I do too. What, right. Josh? What's yours at? How many days? Uh, I'd have to look. We were at three months for a while. We but we changed it when NIST. When NIST made their policy or their that newest guidance, I don't know, a year or two ago, where you you up the length, um, yeah. they kind of changed some of that stuff. We we kind of went along with that. It, we made ours twelve minimum of twelve characters. I think might be fifteen. Um, so we we definitely went longer. Corey, what's yours? Um, ours are for AD. I think we do three sixty five uh days and then we for sure have the complex password enabled and enforced but i don't remember the length uh it's for sure at least eight uh and then for our sis we go 180 that they're forced to change it and then they can't do the last two uh passwords so we do sis a little a little more strict yeah our yeah ours is too Chris, sorry, my whole house is exploding here. No, you're you're fine, you're fine. Donnie. You're fine, Donnie. You're fine. It's okay. Ours Normally, Corey's what's... coughing the whole time, so I think Donnie I'm healed. Just walked in, you know. Ours is once a year, is it? Uh, and we do Google. It's we well during that we have that November Technology Security Awareness Month during Password Security Week. We just take on the burden of doing Sys, Google, and Windows all in Ugh. one shot. We pick but you're not day. synchronizing anything. No, that's that. hopefully coming this summer. Yeah, we're we're going to look at that too, as well as turning on or enforce, starting a discussion about enforcing 2FA on, on Gmail at the same time. Wow. Corey, Corey's already doing 2FA, forcing it for everybody. He's leading the pack on that one. Nice. Staff and students. No, just staff. Just staff, okay. Yeah, students would be hard. Students yeah. would be really hard. Hey, um, I, can Corey ahead, plug Provision real quick? Yeah, uh, Provision Data Solutions. Uh, <laughs> well, really nowhere. Well, normally, so normally we do it after little, we dismiss the guest. And, and there's a little, little transition. It was like out of nowhere. A transition like, hey, into can, it. Yeah. Can Corey stand on his head real quick, which I absolutely could <laughs> if you want to know. Uh so provision data solutions, I just got some wonderful FedEx delivered boxes of E-rate stuff, a bunch of new wall cabinets. Uh, uh, we're replacing every battery backup in the district. Uh, we got some stuff. It says uh, a battery uh, cabinet. I don't even know what a battery cabinet is, Extended but they weigh like right? they weigh like 800 pounds. I moved them by myself. Uh, so yeah, uh, provision does all that later. Like week over week, we say they do networking, wireless servers, but they do that stuff too. Uh, like Provision will be installing these wall cabinets. 
Uh, they're going to be uh, installing my battery backups. So they do it all. Uh, Ryan Rothkoff, Ryan R at provisionds.com. So, uh, Donnie, real quick, what would um, what would you say would be your biggest takeaway from your event? Yeah, the backups. The loss of the backups was by far the most painful. Um, you know, and from a administrative standpoint, uh, the spinning of it and having the support of your administration. Uh, you know, it came from the top down that hey, we're recovering. Leave the guys alone. They're working as fast as they can. Uh, that support and having a, we've got a great PR person in our district who helped uh, frame all of this uh, in the media. Uh, you know, we ended up on the local news, uh, but it was around the uh, teamwork of the uh, technology department rather than the actual incident oh, itself. Cool. That's awesome. So, and we haven't really talked, touched on that. How, how did those first conversations with your district leadership go about, Hey man, we got a big problem. Um, it was strictly informational. We were scrambling so much. Um, went to my superintendent, assistant soups. I actually report to one of the assistant soups and, and just told them and said, Hey, you know, we're going to do everything we can, but I need you to run interference for us. Yeah. And they did. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And they didn't fire you in the end. That's even better. I, I had a letter ready. Did um, you really? Case. Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I probably would too. I mean, you guys know I would. It's, wow. just, it's just so stressful. You, know, oh, you, you I, yeah. don't know what's coming. And quite it's honestly, like the, if, it's like if the they techno tell drone. me I'm leaving, is outside then your I just want to get out. Technodrome is here. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't blame you one bit. Oh, you want me to leave? Okay. Here, here's my keys. Yeah. See yeah. you here's later. Here's the drive with the uh, antivirus we're scanning with. Good luck. So, were you sleeping on site? <laughs> for that for that week uh no i wasn't um it was about 16 hour days uh for a solid seven days uh but that's not gene our pre our last week that was (laughs) real dedication yeah he was sleeping on the couch yeah firing people i mean his workers weren't showing up yeah like put yourself in his shoes donnie we don't have a couch to sleep on. What the <laughs> he heck was in the office. Do they have? No, he said he was in the high school library sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah. He said he had people driving by at two a.m. and saw his car there, and they were texting him asking him what what he was doing at work still. Yeah, you need to go back and listen. That was last week's episode. He 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 was uh, he was gonna put some off. hair on your chest. Yeah, but the one the 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 other one we did the first one we did recently was just as scary. It's all a situation that I would never want to go through. Unfortunately, I, we, all of us probably will, um, at some point. You're Um, next. And hopefully, hopefully Donnie, you don't have to, (laughs) hopefully in the next, uh, three years before you retire, Donnie, you don't have to, uh, experience this again. Right. Exactly. Hey, I can just get my last three years in as a custodian in some little district hey, outstate, and there you go. That's fine with me. There you go. You hit your hit your three years max salary, yeah. and uh, based on there that, maybe. All right, gentlemen. Do you have any other questions for uh, Donatello before he leaves tonight? What's Raphael doing tonight? Oh my God! I, I, I guess I, you got you see. I Fighting don't know crime? the turtles. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm the right age, but I really never got into it. So 
I know they all had Italian. Wait, names, you're telling but... me this isn't your name? Wait. Oh. Wait. You 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 don't know who the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are? I know. I know the concept. I do not know. Like the blue one is uh, uh, Leonardo or whatever. What is Casey? You, you luckily you got it right, but like, this, and I know there's out. a giant rat that's a bad yeah. guy, and they like no, no, no he, the, the rat's guy. guy. So me, the bad so guy. Go Casey Jones Shredder's up in the here. <laughs> the rat is Splinter. Oh, sorry, right, kick him. He's it. the Kick him out. I've been fired. Do I need to? Yeah, turn we, uh, we don't even know if we're going to air this. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Donatello. Jeez. <laughs> and anchovies. You like anchovies? No, he likes stupid pineapple. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate your story and the time you took to tell it. Thank you, Thank you for having See you, man. See you later. <sighs> Yet another. Uh, interesting story gentlemen um and again it comes down to backups like uh the other the other two stories that we've had recently backups are key uh this one didn't have uh rdp is the key though this time um, i mean uh, so yeah similar though like well, an, no good point an, yeah. yeah i mean another like just a, a vendor based port open for internal access yeah so, i mean and that's not you know uh, the laptop got infected but still that's where how it got in yeah, I remember talking to him and and coming back from that conference and getting a hold of my maintenance guy and having him call our HVAC company. And I, I mean, I raked him over the coals like, "You're not going to have a VPN if you want access. You're coming on site." Like, I I distinctly remember that after that. I mean, you guys know how I overreact when stuff like that happens. Oh, I mean, and I'm I'm smaller district than both of you guys, but we don't have any of that. Like, our none of our HVAC is tied to. Really? Tied to like a, a computer Controller system. Wow. No. Huh. Yeah, we've had that for a couple. All of our new construction is. Well, that's what I was going to say. We built a middle school five years ago, a super, and it's a super nice middle school. And like, I, I was expecting them to be like, hey, your HVAC needs to be like, we need a computer for it. And no, there's hmm. none of that, which I'm not complaining about. No, at I all, wouldn't either. They're typically, they're horrible to deal with people. Chris, do you have any closing thoughts tonight? I was just thinking about, uh, was it Krang? Oh my gosh! The squiggly guy. Who? Shredder and he, he the the brain. I don't know. Krang. Krang. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Bebop. But I was rock, gonna say. Bop and Rocksteady. Uh, to plug something cool real quick. quick. So after last week's episode, I reached out to something cool and asked him to confirm my Veeam setup. Uh, basically, you know, multiple things like there are all the jobs encrypted. And then especially for my offsite, like I basically asked him, like, hey, if somebody grabbed a domain admin account, like uh, how far can they go deleting files? And they basically, uh, if, if your backup server is on the domain, they can get that far with the offsite site they can actually see the files but with veeam 10 or higher the cloud backups become immutable yeah so that can't even like i i couldn't even myself if i wanted to go in now and mess with the files i could not mess with them yeah. uh, so that made me feel really good and they said that was in veeam 10 which came out last year yeah or newer and and i 
and again, I think that speaks to having those backup servers off domain too. Yes. You know, it, you have very unique credentials for those devices and have them, have them off domain. Um, all right. Any other closing thoughts tonight, guys? No. All right. Hearing none, we will, uh, close this episode. Thanks. Yeah. We don't want to pay royalties, Chris. Um, so that that's been an episode visit our sponsors and uh send us an email visit our website k12techtalk.com no chris what's the website k12 tech talk is it podcast i forget it's tmnt.com oh my goodness <laughs> k12techtalkpodcast.com yeah and it's k12techtalk at gmail.com i always get confused and what's our are we going to get sued by hasbro probably <laughs> k12 tech talk pod on twitter send us a tweet shoot us an email follow us share with your friends thanks for listening who's your favorite turtle bye-bye